and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Jesus promised for us that he will produce fruit in us and through us. The fruit he produces is the answer to the prayer he taught us to pray, where he said, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So every time we surrender as individuals, when we surrender to Jesus' authority, we recognize him as the King of kings and Lord of lords in our life. Every time we do that, Jesus is producing fruit in us. It may be a change in an attitude, it may be a change in, in the way we've been thinking about people or relating to people, but it's a change that when we turn in that change in obedience to him, that's fruit that he's producing in us. But every time we help other people surrender to him and recognize his authority, Jesus is producing fruit through us in their life. But every time we do his will, Jesus produces fruit. Or through us. Every time we help others to do His will, Jesus is producing fruit through us and in Him. Now, we need the Holy Spirit to do this. Uh, in our room, Jesus said, Apart from me, you can do nothing. Uh, these things don't happen by accident. Uh, I, I heard somebody say this week. Following Jesus is just difficult, it's impossible. And I thought, you know, that's right. And every time I thought I had it all together, because when I found out I didn't have even half of it together, and didn't even know where the other half was, you know. And, uh, it was a bad shape when it, the moment when it was like, hey, I got the strength to walk down, I got the light to down. We're in trouble. Because you cannot follow Jesus without the Holy Spirit. But when we have the Holy Spirit working in our lives, though, we have the opportunity to experience the blessings of God's kingdom here and now. We don't have to wait for someday by and by. We can experience some of the blessings of God's kingdom right here, right now, as we work with and walk with and live with the Holy Spirit. Wonderful as experiencing uh, the blessings of God's kingdom here, God's kingdom here now. I'll just give you a quick rundown on those: there's peace and love and joy, uh, a sense of gratitude, uh, a willingness to forgive. You know, carrying around a pain, bitterness, uh, freedom from anger. I mean, there's all kinds of blessings that can be ours. But as wonderful as you thinking that that may be, most of us, of course, would like to really know who's this Holy Spirit and what is he, you know, what's he going to be doing in my life? Who is the Holy Spirit? We want to find out. Uh, and before we welcome him into our lives to transform us, uh, we want to answer the question who is the Holy Spirit? You do the same thing if you're asking. That's some kind of surgery. You want to know who the doctor was? Oh, we'll pick somebody. Uh, no. Uh, I want to know who the doctor is. How long have they done this procedure? They're still in medical school. Give me the teacher, not the students. I'm just 
It's hard to translate into English. If you check a bunch of different translations, it comes up like this. Some say advocate, some say counselor, some say comforter, some say intercessor, some say helper, some say strengthener, and some say standby. Although, you know, if I were to show up in my life, I was willing to be on more than standby. That's the problem with English. The best picture I've ever heard of this is this way to explain it. One of my teachers told me, like, this is what it really means to come alongside of and strengthen and help and protect. It's hard to put that all in one English word. But you can use this picture. You're a dead head on Detroit. And six guys decided they're going to mug you and take all your stuff. And some huge rainbow dude comes along, puts his arm around you to protect you. One of them is protecting you and keeping you safe, and the other arm is keeping you fucking out of the other six pitch and hazards. That's the comforter. That's the protector. That's the counselor. You know, the guy says, you know, let's walk together. Are you going to say no? I'm fine. Yeah, let's walk everywhere together. That's the kind of picture that the Holy Spirit is for us. It's another advocate, another counselor. It's the one that comes alongside. It's the one arm around us to protect us and the other arm to fight off. And it's just going to be fabulous. He goes on to tell us who this advocate is. It is the spirit of truth, he says in verse 17. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you. And will be in you. I will not leave you as a worker, but I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me any longer. But you will see me because I live. You will also live. And that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them, oh, here, here, is that thing again. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Now, Judas, not Judas Iscariot, that's the one who betrayed him, but another disciple named Judas said, but Lord, why do you think you show yourself to us and not to the whole world? So there's only like 12 of us, and really the whole world needs to know so that you can be the king and we can work with you and, you know. And I got a plan for Jesus. Now, there's a whole other story there, but last time people have plans for your life, stick with the Jesus plan. Jesus was like it. Jesus was, why did he even show himself the whole world? Why did he just like that? Jesus was like, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. So what he said at the very beginning, there's a parallel here. The very beginning, he says, there's been another advocate to be with you. You don't need 
the world doesn't know him, but you do because he's been with you and he's going to be in you. And now he says, if you love me and keep my commands, you'll know that I am in my Father and we are in you. We often say we see Jesus to know what God's like. God's Father. You want to know what God's Father is like? Look at Jesus. That's true. But here's the other thing. You want to know what the Holy Spirit is like? Look at Jesus. What he's telling his disciples, you know, because he's just like me. That's another place that it tells us that Jesus is full of the Spirit. Everything Jesus did was the result of the Holy Spirit working in his life. That's why Jesus said to his disciples and to us, you're going to be in a greater things than I've done. But consider this one guy stuck in Palestine. You're going to be millions of people spread out all around the world, filled with the same Holy Spirit that gives you lives and works in me. I'm not sure, but I think when exactly Jesus told me he was telling me this, he said, I mean, he said to himself, I know you have no idea what I'm talking about. One of these days, it's just easy to say go. I just want to remind you of something. This is very similar to what Jesus is promising here to his disciples. We will come to those who obey my teaching and make our home with them. It's very uh, similar to what he said to the church, that Paul said to the church in Ephesus, the letter of Ephesians. We even talked about it a couple of weeks ago, but it's not bad to remind you. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 18, in his prayer for that group of people, that church, Paul said that he prayed that they would be filled with all the fullness of God. And then he goes on to talk about that he wants them to experience how high and deep and wide and long is the love of God that is beyond understanding. His infinite love. He wanted them to experience that. Please, they were filled with the fullness of God in His infinite love. And then in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 10, he says that Jesus is the one who ascended above all in order to fill all things. So, we need to be filled with the fullness of God with all of His love. Just beyond measure. Jesus is the one who's going to do this because he's going to fill all things. And in chapter 5, he finishes that theme of being filled by telling them, be filled with or be filled by the Spirit. So here's the, here's the picture of Ephesians. Jesus can fill us with the fullness of our Jesus, can fill us with the fullness of our Heavenly Father's infinite love, by the powerful presence of the Holy Spirit in us. And one of the problems we have is we sometimes think that the Father and the Son and the Spirit don't really connect. Like, if you're interacting with Jesus, the Father was off in heaven someplace, and, and the original disciples, the Father was off in heaven someplace, and, and the two of us have been there with him too, and it was just you and Jesus. 
you're one of like Peter, James, and John. So here's here's what Jesus kept trying to do with disciples to understand. The Father and I are one. If you see me, you also see the Father and the Spirit. And when I send you another advocate, an elsewhere, a protector, a guide, a comforter, I'm going to be with you because Father, the Son, and the Spirit don't go anywhere without each other. They are connected. You know people like that? There's some couples I, I, you, you never see them. You hardly ever see them separate. They work together. They live together. I digress. Here's the thing. If the Holy Spirit is in your life, Jesus is in your life, and so is the Heavenly Father. You can't have one without the other two. They're talking to you. Jesus can fill us with the fullness of the Heavenly Father's infinite love by the powerful presence of the Holy Spirit because when the Holy Spirit is in us, so is Jesus and so is the Father. That's why we can say when Jesus went to heaven, when he ascended to heaven, he didn't go from here to there, he went from here everywhere. And as he sits close to the earth, we move because the Holy Spirit surrounds us. He sits at the place of the earth. And if I were to try to sum up what Jesus is telling his disciples, after they are living with him 24 hours a day, seven days a week for three years, and he's about to go to the cross, and he's trying to say to them, he's simply that the Spirit inside you is better than Jesus inside you. How, how many people think Jesus physically Jesus up? And if they get real close, Four, five, eight, six of those things. And so they're doing being a little like this. Like God, you probably only want two guys. Right? But it means in all of us through the Holy Spirit. I don't need to train myself up real close to you. Because he's here. Better for him to be inside of you through the Spirit than for him to be in you inside of you. So who is the Holy Spirit? There are two things that we see about Jesus. Holy Spirit is a person, not a force. Okay, I'm going to tell you a pet peeve. on the back of my neck stands up and I have to bite my tongue when I hear people who are, who've been a part of the church for a long time so you never get, you know, this is just new to you and you've never heard this before. God bless you, you don't have to unlearn something. Do not call the Holy Spirit it. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is a person. And the angel of heaven 
you can say a D or a D, and we've always called him a D because he is generic for ethnicity. It used to be the kind of thing where yeah, if you didn't know what person was, you could call him D. Why? Because, well, if you call something an idiot, he's got something right. This is an idiot. Person. Right? The Holy Spirit is a person. Jesus, when he talks about the Holy Spirit, he says, He doesn't say, We are forced to meet you. Now, I love Star Wars, but it is fiction, right? I hope you do understand that. You've got to be quite far away in somebody's imagination. These things happen. He doesn't say, We are forced to meet you. He doesn't say that the pleasures are even for that, right? Electrical static music. He doesn't talk about that. He says, I'm going to send you another advocate, another counselor, another comforter. In other words, he's saying, I'm going to send you somebody like me. And Jesus was not in it. Jesus was a person. Jesus was a person. The Holy Spirit is just as much a person as Jesus. The second thing is, I just want to remind you of this and try to hammer it in because sometimes we sometimes we think that well, the Trinity, we talk about God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We, we think of it as an organizational chart God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The Trinity is not an organizational chart. It's not a line like this, it's a circle like this. It's a circle. Which I follow me so you're not going to lose me because the Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is God. God is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is as much God as His Father. He is one of the three persons in the heavenly trinity. And by the way, by the month of your own, if you think you've understood the trinity, you quote one of my teachers. I do that because it's a pretty good stuff. If you think you understand the trinity, you are either insane or very active. All the three persons be one. Stop. After one guy, be three persons. So, no, for sure, but I want you to understand this one thing. We don't serve three gods, we serve one God. Who is Father, who is Son, who is Holy Spirit. And there's no hierarchy. One of them is not more God than the other. The Holy Spirit is God. If the Holy Spirit is in your life, that means that God has created the universe out of nothing and raised Jesus from the dead. Jesus. Holy Spirit is God. When He comes into our life, He doesn't come simply as the Spirit of Jesus, although the Bible often talks about Him that way. He doesn't come simply as the Spirit of the Father. 
we come and we fear that the infinite love that God's Father, God's Son, and God's Spirit have always shared with each other, that love that they have for each other. Into the details of this truth. I fully expect, in many ways, if you went to home and you continue to think about this and preparing to celebrate with your family today, you're going to be scratching your head more than anything. It's okay, I've been scratching my head all week. I'll be honest, if you guys in this church, you're going to be scratching your head trying to understand all this. If this is what you need to know, the bottom line, here in you, inside you, the better the Jesus inside you, is when Spirit is inside you, that's our Jesus in the Father. Inside you, around you, around you, around you. So, I'm going to ask a couple questions. Feel dry. Personally, are you tired? Are you sick of slipping repeatedly into the same sin? Do you prayers feel distracted or dull? Are you taking God's grace for granted? Do you long for more food? Look that food inside where you, you, you character change and you become more like Jesus, and that the food outside where people's lives are changed through you. Do you long for more food? If any of these things are true, if you're tired, if you're, if you, if you're tired of slipping in the sin, you're sick of that, if, if any of these things are true, you're longing for more food, then you are prime candidate for being filled by the Spirit. Dryness and discouragement, and they actually, in fact, be invitations from the Holy Spirit for you to draw closer to Him. Kind of like hunger pains and thirst. Those are invitations to go get a drink when you're thirsty and, and go get some food when your blood sugar is low, right? The same thing with our spirits are, are discouraged and dry, but maybe very likely the Holy Spirit is calling us. Draw closer to Him. The desperation that comes from with a slowly subsiding love for Jesus is just not what it was for you. And it moves sense of spiritual powerlessness. This is actually a gift to you from God's Holy Spirit. You see, when we become disappointed enough with our own wishy-washy words and our weak, worthless, and our feeble selves, we come to realize, oh, we really can't do this. We can't follow Jesus on When we come to that, then we're going to be ready. It turns out to be the one to pray, to be filled afresh. So I'm going to invite you to all the questions that you may still have. And to feel free to pray for the Spirit to 
Holy Spirit. 